Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see him for who he is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the B4 Podcast. My name is Alex. I'm Ashley. And I'm Kimberly. And hey, we are really excited to have you here, Kimberly, today. Thanks for joining us on the podcast again. For the yes. third time. Third My time's a charm, right? pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Excited. It just keeps getting better and better. Right? Yes. It's going to well, be amazing. Today, we wanted to, we've been talking a little bit about managing hope and expectations, and we just wanted to kind of give people an insight into kind of what we're doing in our lives as we look at 2021. Not that we are the most inspiring people, but just that it's <laughs> right. interesting to hear what other normal yeah. people are doing. Right, right. Um, so Absolutely. I'm going to post a couple of questions. You guys have looked at them briefly, but these are going to be fairly candid answers. Um, and then we will all answer them and people can take what they will from it. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So the first question is just kind of fun of like, what are you most excited about in 2021? <laughs> can I go? Yeah. Please do. I can't wait to actually go sit in a restaurant and have uh, my favorite meal. Yeah. What is your favorite meal and favorite restaurant? Yeah. My favorite meal is Thai food. Oh, okay. Thai blue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I had that two With, nights ago. Yeah. And leftovers for lunch yesterday. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> the joys of Asian food. Uh -huh. Yeah. Just want to go and sit, um, not worry about my mask and yeah. people around, but just, you know, be able to get back to yeah. going to eat good food. Yeah. That's I'm tired awesome. of cooking. <laughs> I feel healthier, but I am yeah. a little tired of getting home and opening the fridge and going, wow. What God, are you going to do tonight? Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Alex? You well, um, probably my fourth child. Oh, that's right. This is yeah. the year um, where the final Lesler child enters into the world. <laughs> <laughs> and you have predetermined um, that it's final. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be it. And I think that's probably one of the things we're most looking forward to in this coming year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or not to be excited about that. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, don't know if we're having a boy or a girl, but definitely like- <laughs> And you're weirdos and you don't find out. Well, yeah. thank you. We are weirdos. Um, <laughs> we're, trying to we're trying to figure all that out right now. Are we going to find out? Are we not? You know, it's the interesting thing about having uh, a fourth baby- um, but in the world of COVID is like, what is this going to be like? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. how are we going to navigate all of this? And mm -hmm. So um, it's it's exciting for us because um, we know what's coming. And there's a little bit of like, yeah, this will be interesting at the same time. But mm -hmm. that is by far the thing we're probably as a family most looking forward to. Well, I can't wait for your fourth baby to arrive and you all to go to a restaurant. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because you? you know how that is. Restaurant with little kids. I <laughs> I can't wait for our fourth baby to arrive and Fallon and I to go on a date. To our oh, okay. <laughs> Are you on a babysit? Hey, I would. Absolutely. Can't really I'm in. I sure yeah. would. You would be a fun babysitter. Oh, yeah. All I right. Am. Yeah. Done. Okay. Yeah. Well, sometime in August. <laughs> All right. I'm going to write it down. All right. Not on your calendar. Everyone heard that. So, you know, you have to hold her to it. So. Witnesses. I actually, I don't, I'm excited. There's a lot of work projects that I'm excited for, for mm. 2021. Um, I still am hesitant about being excited about some like personal things because sure. it's like, 
I was looking forward to like seeing my family and that was something that didn't uh-huh. happen at Christmas time. Yeah. And so we supposedly, I'm hoping that this happens, but I'm holding it with open hands. Supposedly, because my side of the family didn't have Christmas together, we're going to do some kind of trip elsewhere like That'll later that year. So I'm hoping that that will uh-huh. happen and I'm excited for that. But actually uh-huh. what I'm really excited about is eventually when we get to where we can like actually plan trips again and uh-huh. not okay. have to put an asterisk on it of right. like, we're going to go to X place. Right. We think. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be nice to be like, we're about 99% sure yeah. that we are going here instead of we are 50% sure. So, yeah. yeah. We yeah. talked about trips that. too. Chad and I did. And then like you said, we put an asterisk yeah. behind yeah. it. Yeah. So now I'm just hoping for a restaurant. <laughs> You're settling. You kind of have to set your I'm expectations settling. in a yeah. much more realistic yeah. place. I'm not raising the Disneyland bar. Disneyland sounds what we're great, about. but yeah. yeah. No, but, but I mean, then that makes sense. Yeah. In some ways, it's us protecting ourselves from disappointment. But yeah. on the other hand, that's the world yeah. we're living in right now. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think I've been excited about the things that we can do now, mm-hmm. especially when it comes yeah. to our church and being excited about what that's going to look like to have people in the building right. again and be able to do some smaller group things. And that to me is really exciting of just not being quite as isolated. Yeah. Right. And just having a couple more people around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that. good. Um, so it is the new year. So just curious for the two of you, and this is kind of a two-part question, of generally, is there anything special or that you do in the new year to kind of get yourself set? And then are you doing that same thing this year or does that look differently Hmm. for 2021? You going to go? You want to take this one? I mean, <laughs> go for I, I'm it. deferring to you if well, you want to go. Well, here's the thing. I think I told you guys before, I don't really set goals. Goals. Yeah. And yeah. so what am I going to do differently this year? Wow. Yeah. Do you have a process for thinking through, like if you don't I, set like official goals, do you think through like, oh, I'm excited. Like I want to go on this trip normally or absolutely. have like some kind of plan for oh, your year? Oh yeah. Every year. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Let's go on the biggest, best trip ever, right? Um, But to be honest, I think this year I'm really focused more on Mm -hmm. self-care. Not that I haven't been in the past, but I'm a lot more purposeful right now. So I would say um, taking care of myself, paying attention to my body, Mm -hmm. that's my goal for this year. That's a good goal. Yeah. Um, If we're going to call it a goal. Yeah, no. (laughs) I think first off, there's no right way to do this. Yeah. And I think like if you're listening to this and you hear one of our ways and you're like, well, that's not my way. It's like, well, that's just fine. have a way. Have a way to think about, <laughs> I don't care what your way is. Or just, when you do it. You don't have to do it. Yeah, January 1st is kind of an no, arbitrary yeah, day. Yeah. Definitely not. And I used to go through the motions of like, I'm going to get a brand new journal and I can't wait to like <laughs> fresh, you know, canvas, blank canvas, fresh, whatever, like clean mm-hmm. slate. Here we go. And I would create this like regiment that was almost impossible to follow mm-hmm. like within the first week or two. Yep. And then I would find myself on the like, well, I didn't accomplish what I set out to do. And I'm three weeks in and I, I know that I'm not alone. I know right. it's a shared mm-hmm. experience. And a few years ago, um, actually, I think you actually put me onto um, the author. Uh, it was like, what's it? Finish? Oh yeah, Jane, John Acuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, I think you were the one who introduced me to the author. And then my wife bought me the book for... Um, uh, for Christmas one year. And as I was reading it, his whole thing is like, don't set goals because they're dumb. And this is, <laughs> everybody has the experience that I just explained. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, not in a professional sense, but you know, in a personal sense. Yeah. And he talked more about aspirations and, and, mm-hmm. and thinking through who is the kind of person you want to become. And right. so 
Um, what I started to do since then, and I continue to do even in this year, is ask the question, what kind of person do I want to be in this year? Like, mm-hmm. who do I want to grow into more and more? And so um, took some time to think through that, wrote some things down. And then I also spend some time in prayer just asking God for a single word. And usually that word um, oftentimes guides the direction of my year. You should be careful when you do that. I asked God for a word two years ago, and I got <laughs> yeah. the word change. Yeah. That was uh, 2019. So yeah. There was a lot of change for our staff in, yeah. <laughs> in 2019. You know, it's actually really interesting because I got the exact same word in 2019. And, really? And we never we had that conversation. Never had that conversation. No. Wow. Um, and sometimes they're a sentence and they're not a single word. Yeah. Uh, one year I got, like, if I asked you to run into the desert, would you do it? Oh. And it was like, if the desert metaphor, or the wilderness metaphor is literally like not the best season of anybody's life, right. but his no. invitation was like, if I ask you not just to begrudgingly go into a hard season, but actually like choose to run into it, would you? My answer initially is no, like if I'm being <laughs> honest, but um, that entered not just a year that was hard, but five years that mm. were incredibly difficult um, that make, personally made 2020 not look so hard. So anyways, the process for me is whether it's a sentence or a word from the Lord that's I'd spend some time not only asking God for that, but asking peers to speak into that process. Mm. And then also just thinking through like, what kind of man do I want to become by the end of the year? Yeah. That's I think good. my process, cause I, I usually have been a person that likes goals and PS the finish by John Acuff is probably the best book on that. Really you can read. Um, and I did have goals for last year and I kind of was like, I don't even think I'm going to make any for this year. But then I realized like, no, like I do the idea of goals and having things that you want to do and things that you want to accomplish are good. I think the ones that I made for myself last year, I looked at them and thought 2020 was a reminder that we don't have control over a lot of things in our lives. But the goals that I set for myself for last year, like I was destined to fail at them because a lot of them were based on things that were outside of my control. That's a lesson we all learned last year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So this year making kind of what you were saying of making goals that are more about what are the kind of person, what's the kind of person that I want to become and what are some things that I know not that because obviously we never have complete control over our life. So like one of my goals is like there's this thing called couch to 5K because mm-hmm. I don't run. But yeah. I was like, I could do that. It's like an eight week thing. It's only 30 minutes a day for three days. Like yeah. that'd just be like a good thing for me to do. Now, granted, I could break my leg and not be able to complete that. <laughs> sure, and I recognize sure. that. But generally, I have control over being able to right. complete something like yeah. that. So that's kind of been my philosophy this time is what are things that I actually have control over as much as possible mm-hmm. instead yeah. of trying to set goals. It's like, well, I hope this thing happens, but this requires, you know, sure, 10 other people sure, to also sure. be in sync for me. Yeah. yeah. So that's, if, yeah. That's if external philosophy. circumstances can derail your goals, <laughs> um, yes. which we lived in that world last mm-hmm. year, yeah. um, you know, th- that becomes a challenge for the year and the climate that we're living in. So I think that's really wise and good advice. Yeah. See, I'm learning a lot from you guys. <laughs> Kimberly's going to make goals. I, well, I won't do set goals, but I'll have aspirations. I like that. There we go. Yeah. And I, too, on that front, I've been <clears throat> doing a lot of reading on spiritual disciplines, working on a course and other things. And a lot of those books suggest having some kind of, they call it like a rule of life, yeah. which is kind of what are the things, who's the person I want to become and what are the things that I want to do in my daily, weekly, monthly, yearly rhythms to be able Mm -hmm. to do that. And so I think I've kind of moved my goals to looking more like that too. Of like, 
my goals are I want to do these rhythms yeah. and, and making them more about, yeah, what is it? What are the practices that I want to do right. rather than what are the things that I want to accomplish? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And I think biblically, we don't really have a pattern for goal setting. True. You know, like <laughs> yes. they weren't as achievement orientated as we are. Uh-huh. Um, you know, really the formation of one's character by the spirit of God is the primary objective of the teachings of the scriptures, uh-huh. not what we accomplish, but who we become. Who we become. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, I just think that that's a different framework of thinking though, if we've grown mm-hmm. up in this context. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. All right. What other questions you got? Well, one new one. So 2020 has been a weird year and we've probably all learned some things about ourselves or God or life. So what are some new truths or one or multiple that you've learned in the last year that you want to continue to embrace in this new year Hmm. and beyond? Beyond. (laughs) Infinity and beyond. Oh, new truths. That's a great question. Um, I don't know if it's new, but I think this year, something that came um, to my attention was how connected things are. Mm-hmm. So um, we're dealing with a global pandemic <coughs> and we've discovered that it just so happens to, uh, just so happens to um, really like finding hosts that deal with an assortment of other pre-existing conditions. And many mm-hmm. of those pre-existing conditions often are connected to habits and lifestyles and things like that. And my point isn't to point fingers at anybody. It's just to say that our lives are really interconnected. And you know how, uh, Kimberly, as you were talking about your health, like how we treat our own bodies is connected to um, society at large and you know the transmission of this disease and all of these different pieces are connected and it's gotten me, um, I, I look at that from kind of an objective perspective in our world around us, but then I also have to take inventory of that in my own life and realize mm-hmm. like I am interconnected. So like how I take care of my physical human you know, body is connected to deeply to my prayer life. Right. And, um, you know, if, if I neglect one, um, then the other suffers. And so it's this, this is the truth that I've been spinning with is how God has actually intertwined myself in this way, but he's also intertwined our world in this way too. That's forced us to really think that it's not just about me and my rights, but mm-hmm. my personal decisions affect the people around me. Yeah. And that's been something that's always been true, but I think we've been reminded of it even more so this year as even we've seen how a medical crisis in COVID-19 has affected politics, has has affected economics, has affected all of these different things and how, yeah, just the, the, what is the water butterfly effect? That's the thing I'm looking for. (laughs) The butterfly (laughs) effect of one thing, even a small thing and the impact that it makes long-term. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think one of the things that um, I've learned in the last year is it's okay to not be okay. Um, Because I think at a certain point, all of it, like the nice thing was that everybody went through this collective experience of a lot of disappointment and a lot of change and a lot of sadness, honestly. Even if the sadness was just, I didn't get to go on my vacation, everybody lost something and everybody was grieving over something. And we all had to give ourselves grace to be able to be sad and not to, I think in church, sometimes we want to say like, well, if we believe God, we shouldn't be sad about stuff like that Uh because it's temporary and it doesn't really matter. But 
when we all walk through a collective experience like that, it's like, no, this actually does matter. These are things that we care about. And I don't have to pretend that I'm all right when right. I'm not all right. Right, right. I, I love that. And I, I would completely agree with that. I think for me, it's recognizing where you are emotionally, um, accepting it, walking it out, owning it, and being okay with whatever that outcome is going to be. Um, because ultimately, and I think I said this before, you know, we, it's, we're not in control. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this year has, as I reflect, it's taught me that we need to be more compassionate and see more people than we do. Yeah, that's good. And I think for a long time, I thought that that existed. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm recognizing that that needs to be more of a prayer point for me. There's been so much hurt and pain in our nation. Um, and I wouldn't just say for Christians only, but I will address mm-hmm. Christians. We need to be yeah. prayerful. We need to be more focused in what God calls us to do and mm-hmm. who he calls us yeah. to be. Yeah. I think that's what actually a byproduct of a really hard year, um, I think it has clarified some things for us about what it looks like to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. and what it doesn't look like to follow Jesus. Um, I was, as you were sharing, I was thinking about the word you use, compassion for one another. Uh-huh. And Jesus had um, famously said in the end times, one of the things we will know as things are coming to the end is that the love of most will grow cold. Uh-huh. And, and and I'm not here to be like a doom and gloom prophecy, you know, it's, it's almost <laughs> yeah. done. But, yeah. and by the way, you know, end times, we've been in them for 2000 years, by the way. But the reality is, is that we are experiencing a time where people's love to one another and the church's love to one another has grown cold. (sighs) And our response to the things we have seen in the world is not pressing in with love, self-sacrifice, compassion. It's it's a judgmental attitude and pointing fingers and anger Anger. and fear Mm -hmm. and and further separating into two camps, which is why I think there's great opportunity for the gospel this Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. But that's part of the reason why what you just shared resonated with me so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's, for me at least, it is a good reminder of the importance of community and grace in that Mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. So let's be honest and say December was a real crappy month for me (laughs) because for a multitude of reasons. But one of the things that I realized made it worse was that we were back to being in our homes Mm -hmm. and in, you know, we've been coming back into the office. I have probably since like June right? right. and being around people again. And I remember coming in like the first couple of weeks, it was like, that it was like summer camp, but it's like, oh my gosh, it's another person. And I don't think, I knew at the time, but I had forgotten the second time how much my mental health had been better once we were back into the sure. office right. and I was regularly interacting in person, person with, with people. people who are not my husband or my dog. Um, and it same Your thing. Your dog's a great listener though. He's a great listener, <laughs> except sometimes he barks at people walking by while you're talking, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, coming back this time in January and having a really rough December and having an almost immediate mood shift of just uh-huh. being around people and yeah. recognizing like, this is really important and I need to do a better job of, even if we have to go back into quarantine at some point or whatever that looks like, of being intentional about those relationships because isolation only makes it worse. Right, yeah. right. Try the old school, pick up the phone and call somebody. <laughs> right. That's my, uh, 
That's my advice. I have phone phobia. I've gotten better though. I did a lot Get of like over calling people phobia. when when the first time we were locked down, I actually uh-huh. talked to my mom, my sisters, and my best friend in Ohio uh-huh. more than I probably have in years because I knew everybody was home. Yeah. Right. It's, it's harder to when you have like the three hour time difference in there right. that you yeah, gotta that's figure true. out. So like everybody was just at home. So it's like, well, I can call you and like <laughs> talk and it's fine. That's and good. that kept me sane for that period of time. Um that kind of does like bring me though into our next question, okay. which are what are some new practices or habits or whatever that you've picked up in the last year, maybe be- huh. when you are quarantined and sheltering in place that you want to bring with you going forward? Big one for me. Yes. Don't, don't laugh. Don't judge. <laughs> so we're already laughing. I know. I know. You're already no, laughing you and you're already judging. Like, pre-qualify that. I, yeah, you sure. <clears throat> you certainly can. Reading. I have read Mm. more. I I have. I've read more. I've listened to more podcasts, but reading, and that's the one thing that I felt kept me sane. Mm. Not that I read a ton of books by any stretch, but I was able to actually just sit in a place and read. Mm -hmm. So that is one, I guess, one habit that I would like to continue to carry into. 2021 is just to be able to rest and read. When the pandemic started in March, Fallon and I sat down and talked through um, what we called like our daily intentions. Mm -hmm. These are things that we daily intend to do. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't, we weren't overly scientific with these. They were just, we looked at our life and we looked at the new stay at home orders and recognized that, you know, the habits that we were doing before um, COVID hit, we're not needing to change, but how we did them had to change. Yeah. And so um, that was that's actually been the biggest thing this year is learning adaptability, learning how to take the things that, you know, used to love going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. my garage has become my gym. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that actually yeah. became a process of having to uh-huh. reteach myself that that was okay. And now mm-hmm. it's like one of my favorite places in my home, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, used to have a busy schedule and kids running around doing different things. And now it's learning how to maintain that intentional time with my kids and doing fun things, but creating new experiences. So mm-hmm. this, the, the habits or the intentions were the same, but this year it's been, um, yeah, we've had to learn how to adapt them to fit the current context. And I will say that skill in and of itself, I hope we maintain that for the mm-hmm. rest of our life mm-hmm. because the flexibility of that has created some of the most fun and unexpected oh. memories. I call it purpose. Yeah. And so I guess when I was referencing reading, not that I haven't read before, but the purpose behind it. Yeah. Like it brings us together as a family. Yeah. We've been sitting in front of the fireplace. I mean, we have been That's doing so that good. together. Yeah. So again, working out. Yeah. <laughs> working right. out at home. Right. Right. It's actually, I actually enjoy it. I don't know that I will go I, back. I, I've always done it. Have I you? It. I just don't know yeah. if I'll go back. Yeah, that, that's like the legitimate like conversation around our house often is yeah. will we, will we when we can? Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just these things have become normal mm-hmm. and you've learned to embrace and enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> a lot of walks. A lot yeah. of walks. Explored a lot of, walks. a lot of Portland and Beaver, like, you know, even parts of Beaver. I've lived here for six and a half <laughs> years, seven years. And I've like, oh, wow, I've never been down that road before. And yeah. I have no reason to, but I'm like, I'm just going to drive what's down that down road. Now. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. just go see what's down there, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I've always wondered, but <laughs> it's things like that yeah. that this has been a very interesting, like mm-hmm. the silver lining of a hard year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I go think, get a yeah. puppy. Yes, you got a puppy. Got a puppy. That's so a, that's one you definitely are going to want to keep. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think calling, being more intentional about calling people is definitely yeah. one of mine. And the other one that um, just kind of happened accidentally it was now like me and two other people have lunch on Friday when we're oh. off almost every week. Nice. And um, I think I'd always wanted something. Like I'm very bad at like initiating things like in relationship mm-hmm. and I do better with structure. Yeah. So knowing that that's just kind of like a standing thing is like, okay, that's great. Like one, like I want to maintain that, but two, like that's something that now I know, Oh, like if I really want to develop a relationship, let's figure out a way to have mm-hmm. some sort of like standing yeah. appointment. And if we need to cancel every once in a while, that's totally fine. Right. But that helps me to be intentional about community is having just a standing thing. It's like, right. This is what we do. And it wouldn't have to be weekly. It could be every other week or every month or whatever, but that's really helped. Yeah. Yeah. Gives you something same. to look forward to. Yeah. Yes. And I think that, is key in mental health. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Right. Having something to look forward to and being with people. And I think Huge. that's why this has been so hard mm-hmm. is because a lot of the things that we look forward to then got canceled. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> awesome. Well, those have been some awesome responses. I think we've learned some things, guys. We're getting we wiser through 2020. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we yes. can't waste the experience. Yeah, that would be a shame. And that would be a Mm -hmm. shame. I think, you know, this last year has taught us a lot um, about a lot of different issues from racial injustice and poverty to political unrest to um, epidemiology and disease and um, the economics. Like there have been so many opportunities to begin a journey of discovery and learning. We can't waste them, you know? And then on a personal level, how we've adapted, it's just worth our time to spend time to really dive into that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. We always learn something from whatever we walk through with God. So can't, can't miss that. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Kimberly, we'd like to have you on here for three episodes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This will probably be the last one that we have you on for a little while. I'm sure you'll come back. Okay. Um, but I did have a question specifically for you. Okay. I am interested in, in, is there anything that you've read, watched, listened to recently that you either found inspiring or that you just found really fun? that you would like to tell people about? Wow. Okay. Well, I knew you were going to ask this question. So <laughs> I, I did warn I sort, you about this. So <laughs> I sort of have an answer, but it'll come in multiple um, responses. Yes, the first you one, can give multiple. Okay. Answers. Okay. So um, one of the books that I just finished reading is called Burnout. Great book by Emily and Amelia. They're sisters. And really it talks about how you walk through what you're feeling, mm. um, owning it, um, and just seeing it to the end. And I think I had mentioned that before, but I learned a lot from that book. So mm-hmm. that's one of the books that I um, enjoyed. Um, podcasts are always great. Love love listening to podcasts. What's and one you like? Yeah, Brene Brown. Besides this one? Brene Brene Brene. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Brene Brown. Yes. Yeah. She's had Vulnerability. Some great, she's had some great she's people amazing. on. Yep. Yeah. Just a variety of conversations. Um, all different. Um, so you have to be ready. And prepared mm-hmm. for her energy. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it's, it's different. And as Christians, yeah. we have to learn to chew the meat and spit out the bones sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. find the truth in it all. And uh-huh. if there's other things that may offend you or you don't agree with, just water off the back and keep That's going. That's so true. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep what you can. Yeah. Keep the rest. Um, and then um, the book that I'm just getting started on 
listening audio is a promised land. So that just started for me, and I'm super excited to like awesome. continue to listen to that one. That's What's it about? Yeah, it's Barack Obama's book. That's oh, right. That's yeah. right. I was I was like I feel like I've heard that, but I couldn't believe. Yeah, yeah. And so how he, far have you gotten into it so far? Chapter one. It's yeah. so yeah. Have not just I've heard start, amazing. Literally just started it. Yeah. it. So and yeah. again, let me hear. You can learn something from anyone. <laughs> Goodness. Yes, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So just trying to keep it for uh, keep variety. Yeah, and uh, have an open mind and that's a open awesome. open heart, uh, but ultimately know who I'm serving. Yeah, that's so good. So yeah. that's so good. That's it. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, make sure that you are subscribed to us, whether that's on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or all three, if you're just wanting to go all out. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy the things that B4 Church does, be on the lookout. We have a Lent devotional that is going to be released on February 11th, and it starts on February 17th. Um, that will be a Lenten journey in the 40 days leading up to Easter. It's actually goes really well with the conversation that we had today because it's going to help walk you through thinking through like grief and lament and what we do with those feelings and how we present them to God and how we find joy in the midst of that. So we hope you enjoyed today's podcast and we hope to see you next week. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at B4Church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.